0: I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about how the five love languages can ease anxiety in your relationships. This relationship piece uh, is. Very interesting. And, you know, often we think of relationship, we think of a romantic relationship, but I am talking about these five love languages with all of our relationships. And anxiety, as you already know, has a mind of its own. So the imagination can run wild with not only worrying about the future, but also with interpreting the meaning of what others do what they say. And when we are anxious, the imagination is usually running toward the worst case scenario, only adding more fuel to our anxious fire. So these relationships, whether romantic, parent, child, co-worker, neighbor, or anyone in our lives can cause us distress when we misinterpret the messages being sent from another or on the other hand, how we are expressing ourselves. And in my opinion, Dr. Gary Chapman, who is the author of The Five Love Languages, I'll put a link to his book in the show notes. What it is, is it's a framework for understanding and expressing love. And like I said, we love more than just our romantic partner. So this is for everyone. And what is so exciting is that we can make a difference in how we express ourselves and how we receive other people's expressions towards us when we understand more about these five love languages. I guess I'll start by just jumping right into what they are first, and I'll read the five of them and then we'll go over each one. So you may want to be listening closely for what one kind of rings your bell. You know, while the primary focus, when uh, you say love languages, people think of romantic relationships, but I want you to know this does apply to all types of relationships. And while they may not alleviate stress per se, they can help to create a more supportive and nurturing environment, which can contribute to overall stress reduction. And believe me, every place that we can reduce our stress load is worth paying attention to. It is often just too many straws on the camel's back that gets us, not big, major, stressful life events. So pay attention. And I think this is going to be fun and really helpful to everybody. So, and if you want more, again, you can always grab his book from the library or from the link I put in the show notes, or maybe you have an old copy on the bookshelf. <laughs> Might be worth pulling it out again. The first one is words of affirmation. The second one is quality time. The third is acts of service. The fourth is physical touch. And the fifth is receiving gifts. So by understanding and speaking our love languages, we can all build stronger emotional connections and we can offer support in ways that are really meaningful to the people in our lives. This makes for an enhanced connection and more support in our lives. And a lot of people are lacking support or perceived support, and it can create more harmonious and nurturing environments, which can indirectly contribute to our stress alleviation. So I do want to go over each one of them, but I think it's kind of fun to know a little bit about Dr. Gary Chapman. He's a renowned, very, very well-known marriage counselor, and he's an author. And he drew insights from his extensive experience working with couples and observing the patterns in their relationships, he found that people often had different ways of expressing and receiving love. And these differences could lead to misunderstandings and conflict. And if there's anything that people with anxiety have is they don't want more misunderstanding and conflict. And so sometimes we wall ourselves off because we're so afraid of either being misunderstood or being around other people that we are not quite understanding. So any place we can get more clarity on this, I find just really, really helpful. Again, they're the little straws on the camel's back. And to identify the different love languages, Dr. Chapman relied on his observations and interactions with couples during the counseling sessions. He noticed the recurring patterns in how individuals expressed their love and how they desired to receive love from their partners. And through his research, he identified the five primary ways in which people tend to give and receive love. And so then he went on to write the five love languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. And actually, that was published back in 1992. And the book describes each of the love languages in detail and provides, you know, guidelines and how to effectively communicate love in relationships. But I want to tell you that we listed the five already, but let's talk about them a little bit more. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The words of affirmation. Some people feel love and appreciation when they receive verbal compliments, encouragement, or kind words. Expressing words of affirmation to someone who values them can boost their self-esteem and reduce stress. In times of stress, positive and encouraging words can provide emotional support and help alleviate anxiety. Now, I want to point out here though, not everybody is going to have words of affirmation as their top love language. Now, isn't that interesting? Because we might think that everybody would feel Encouragement with compliments or would feel appreciation with kind words. But if that's not their love language, it might be nice to them. They might feel like, oh, that was nice, but they're not going to feel it as deeply as maybe you, who has words of affirmation as your top love language. So this is where confusion and misinterpretation comes in because we're thinking in our own minds. But wow, I did this huge thing and it just it just rolled off their back. It's so incredible once you get a grasp of these to be able to see it all happening in your life. It's kind of fun. And it's really all just beautiful to be able to find what other people's love languages are and actually give them what they're desiring. So the second one was quality time. Now, this could be familiar to some of you. You may love spending quality time with the people that you care about. And this could be a huge stress reliever for you in your relationship, engaging in activities that you enjoy and your partner or your family member, such as going for walks, watching movies or having meaningful conversations can foster connection, deepen understanding, and create a sense of comfort and relaxation. But if your love language is quality time and your partner's is not, now obviously these things can be worked out, but they can't be worked out if you don't know it's happening, right? So- this is something that is really important and meaningful to you. Your stress reliever may not be your partner's stress reliever, right? See what I'm saying? And so we can begin to see where what we need might not be what our partner needs or our family member, or even the people that we are working with, because we spend a lot of time with the people we are working with. So It's great to be able to iron some of these things out and begin to see what is important to you, what makes you feel loved and appreciated. Maybe it's the third one here, which is acts of service. Now, acts of service involve doing helpful and considerate things for your partner or loved one. When one partner is overwhelmed or stressed, The other can step in and provide practical support, whether it's doing household chores or extra work duties, cooking, running errands, acts of service can ease the burden and reduce stress levels. So this would be a great thing to know about somebody, wouldn't it? To know that your partner or your coworker, what was important to them that made them feel like they were noticed and appreciated were acts of service. You could do something for them. You could lighten their load, maybe bring them something, a special treat at work that made their day go a little bit more smoothly. That could be awesome if we knew these things about other people. Now, the fourth one is physical touch. Physical touch, such as hugging, holding hands, or offering a comforting touch, releases oxytocin, and you know that's the hormone associated with stress reduction and emotional bonding. And physical affection can help calm the nervous system, provide a sense of security, and promote relaxation during stressful times. Now, this is if you have this as high up on your love languages. There are people in this world who do not want to be touched and do not feel the same bonding that you might. So again, we do well to understand this. Now, this can be much more easily taken care of in a family situation or in a romantic situation relationship because I, you know, I'm not usually touching the people at work or not usually anyway. <laughs> and so it's good to know, but maybe just that little tap on the shoulder or touching someone's forearm and letting them know it's okay. I'm here for you. Maybe that would really be helpful to them if they needed physical touch in order to feel that they were noticed, cared about, and heard. And the final one that Gary outlines is receiving gifts. And while material possessions may not be directly going to reduce your stress or your anxiety, but thoughtful and meaningful gifts can show care and thoughtfulness, and that can positively impact your emotional well-being. Receiving gifts can make someone feel valued and loved, providing a momentary reprieve from stress. So this would be nice to know about someone, right? I know people who love to get gifts and they don't have to be big gifts. They just like to receive physical material gifts. And I think that's kind of cool to know that about someone. And if that's your thing, you may want to let the people around you know how much when you receive something from them, how much it was appreciated and how that really, really touched your top love language. By understanding and speaking each other's love languages, we can build stronger emotional connections and offer support in ways that are most meaningful to the people around us. Now, again, this is pretty much going to be in your smaller circle. You don't need to get this deep with people that are at the checkout in the grocery store. It would be fine if you knew that about them, but this is really for like our partners. It'd be great with siblings, our children, you know, our really close friends that are in our inner circle, we can do for them and they can do for us without a lot of hubbub, without a lot of, you know, sweating over what can I do for this person. It would just be so nice to know that so-and-so in my life really likes words of affirmation and I can really deliver that when they are in need or when they are feeling Low, and I want to let them know they are appreciated and cared for. It just makes things so much smoother. So, if you're pretty unsure of what I'm talking about, like, well, how do I figure out what my love language is? I hear you. The truth is, most people are a combination of all of the ones that I talked about, those five but there's usually one or two that are significantly stronger than the others. I have some questions for you that might help you determine which ones matter more for you. And you can also ask your loved ones. You can get into this with them, have a conversation about it. It might really be fun. So do you feel more loved and appreciated when your loved one praises or compliments you, or your loved one brings you gifts showing that they care, or your loved one takes care of dinner, laundry, or other chores and errands for you, or your loved one gives you hugs and cuddles, or your loved one commits to a whole day of just being present with you, such as a weekend or a day trip, just you guys. That might be a great way for you to start seeing what matters most to you and maybe with your partner or your closest loved one, you could open this up a little bit with them. You could also go, there are love language quizzes online. I don't have a link for that, but you could Google that and I'm sure it will pop up many of them and they could help you figure out which love language is most important to you or your loved ones. If you're in a relationship, you could both take the time to do the quiz and then take some time to review each other's results on how you could give each other what you really need. I think that would be so fun. The more we can do without second guessing ourselves or wondering, did I do the right thing? You know, those of us who either are in the anxiety cycle or have been or have just the tendency to go there, you know, it is wonderful when we can find little tips and tools to just give us more breathing space. And knowing the five love languages can really help us to foster empathy and selflessness, intimacy, and growth in our relationships. And that's a real stress reliever. We don't have to be wondering, and we don't have to be misinterpreting because if we know what our other close friends or our partners, their love languages are, they might be a little slow to learn what ours is. So when they are flooding us with their love language, we'll have a little more understanding. And maybe we can just have a nice, fun, lighthearted conversation about that. Because what a joy to be able to give people what they need. What a joy for us, what a stress reliever for us to be able to receive what soothes our soul when we need it the most. I think, you know, Gary Chapman is really something else and that he paid attention to all of the threads that were happening with these couples. I know I counseled people and talked to one-on-one people for a very, very, very long time, and you do see threads. It's like black and white after a while. You see what is what, and I'm thrilled that he put those all together for all of us to be able to understand these five love languages. I hope if it works for you and you figured yours out, you'll send me an email and let me know how it goes. And now for today's quote. We can't determine our emotions, but we can choose our attitudes and actions. And that's from Gary Chapman. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at com.